Welcome to history. Hey, race fans. Steve Guthrie here along with my co-host, Mark. Uh, hello, Mark. Hey, Steve. How's it going? Uh, glad to be back in studio with you this week. Yeah. Good to be here. Um, uh, first off, we want to say we're back in the Double Law Injury Lawyer Studio presented by Auto Bank RV Sales and Services. I uh, thank those guys for their support. Um, this week, we've got a cool guest, uh, Mr. John Finger, uh, road racing expert and hill climbing. Oh, I can't wait to dip into hear about all this oh yeah it's definitely gonna make us exciting here some of these road racing stories no doubt but before we dig into john's story um uh let's bring in mr dale tire with a victory dunk devotion uh brought to you by morgan motor company is buying a car something you don't look forward to because of the high pressure salespeople? don't let yourself be pressured when you contact morgan motor company incorporated you always deal with a morgan this means no high-pressure sales pitch, no high overhead costs that's passed down to you, and savings you can bet on. Morgan Motor Company has been serving the upstate of South Carolina for over 60 years. Give them a call today, 864-242-6684, or visit Morgan Motor Company and see how they can save you money and tell them the guys from a Checker Pass podcast sent you. Good evening, Dale. I'm glad to have you back. Glad to be back. Uh, my devotion this week is consider the cost. Luke fourteen twenty eight says, For which of you wanting to build a tower doesn't first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it? Whenever we want to buy a house or a car, we take an inventory of our income and compare it to our bills to see if we are willing and able to make the commitment to pay the monthly payment. Whenever we ask Jesus into our hearts and get saved, we have to consider if we are willing to give up all of the selfish, worldly desires to lead a sinless life. We can't be followers of Jesus and continue to give in to the carnal pleasures we indulged in prior to getting saved. It is not easy to completely change our lifestyle all at once. We are still tempted to return to our sinful ways. It takes a constant commitment for us to overcome those temptations. We have to consider the cost that is required for anything we acquire and are we willing to make that commitment. First, we have to notice we are no longer living for ourselves, but for Christ. Next, we are happy to allow the Lord to change our hearts, to peel away each old sinful layer so that we can be transformed into the new creation he intends for us to, be, to become. I've heard of many people who let racing drive them into bankruptcy. They would spend more money than they could afford, and sooner or later they would sell everything for pennies on the dollar and close the doors of the race shop. Years ago, I helped Bullet Caps build a race car. He raced it at Anderson Fountain Inn and occasionally Lawrence. One time, Bullet couldn't go, and he let me and Festus Hagen Stroud take it to Lawrence. I went along to help because Festus was driving. He had a few dollars, but we had a few dollars between us. But after pit passes and fuel for the race car, we had to rely on race winnings to buy enough gas for the tow vehicle to get us back to Piedmont. Since then, I've always considered the cost and made sure that I had enough money to get home from wherever I had gone. I've always heard that if you want to make a small fortune in racing, you need to start with a big fortune. Let us pray. Lord, you paid a debt you did not owe to pay a price we could not pay. Help us to not take for granted what you did for us. You did not have to consider the cost when it came to giving your life for our sins. You love us that much. Now give us the boldness to live for you. 
Please provide us with opportunities to share your goodness with others and let everything we do be done in such a way as to glorify you. In Jesus' holy name I pray, amen. 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 Thank you, Dale. Well, Mark, let's, uh, let's dig into this. and I know you're excited to, to ask Mr. Finger a few questions and learn, learn a little bit. Oh, yeah. So um, I guess the first obvious question to be with John is um, what got you started or what was, got you started in your interest in cars? Way back then. Well, my father was a engineer, but the, the funny thing is we had, we were living in North Carolina and his nephew or cousin somewhere down the road had a farm and had a garage and he was working on this guy's car and it turned out later on, uh, it was one of the, the race car drivers. And I remember seeing the car there, and all I wanted was a steering wheel. So they gave me a steering wheel, and that that got me interested in in cars. Uh, and from there, it just kind of followed. When I, as I say, he was an engineer. We moved around a lot of different companies uh, that he was working with, and we ended up uh, eventually in Greenville. And at that point, I was out of school and went to work for a imported car dealer it's called jack sports car center and uh, one of my mentors marvin drummond uh i was working with him and bought a little austin healy sprite and i for some reason i didn't want to go in circles i wanted to do uh, road courses and from that little car up through yesterday i'm, I'm still going left and right <laughs> So, which, I guess, which came first? Was it the road racing or the hill climbs, or was it just kind of all come together at the same time? They were about the same. I was yeah. racing the, the road racing and the the hill climb at Similar Rock was closed, and you could, you could use the same car and same equipment. So, I started with the Austin Healey there, and then I've built a half a dozen different cars just for that racetrack. It was a kind of like the old Can-Am series. There were no rules. You just, whatever you want to run, whatever size engine, whatever. Uh, so that made it interesting. I ended up using Mazda engines mostly for the hill climbing. So um, I guess, let's say with your road racing, where'd you start just like um, on the SCCA level? I mean, what, where, where'd you start at there? Uh, it was SCCA, yeah. Sports Car Club of America, and it was quite a, a challenge back then you had to have so many races to get this level license and this that and other and i've gone to races and this was a shoestring operation and i mean the the preacher here sounded the same story i mean i've been to races <laughs> way back before or kind of in the middle of that with a uh, bill shockley who's local and we went to daytona to run a race and uh he said, you better let me drive the main. We don't have any money to get home on. <laughs> anyway, what was your question? <laughs> now, like, so what was some of the early early road courses uh, you ran on? All over the southeast. Uh, they, they had one at Charlotte then and Savannah and uh, even up in northeast, uh, Summit Point, uh, Daytona. Uh, I ran the first championship race at Daytona in 1969 uh, after going through the process of getting the license to do that. And uh, I made the first turn, first lap, and the engine blew up. 
and that's quite a story in itself. It it blew up so bad. This was a little four cylinder. Half of the crankshaft and two of the rods were sitting in the fender well. It came out of the block. But wow, wow! Drivers always have the excuse. I got bumped in the corner and the rear wheels got off the ground. But I'd also where Marvin and I had built the engine, which was pretty spectacular. Some of the stuff he came up with. Um, I can't get over the crankshaft on the fender well. That's crazy. That's, it's it's laying in my office now, and I pick it up and show it to people. Really. And the journals are still on the crankshaft. The bearings are still good, and it just pulled the, the rods apart like taffy, stuck it through the side. They, back then, you had rules. You couldn't run uh, harmonic balancers, and you couldn't four-bolt the mains, and the, it's only a three-main yeah. engine. And it, it'd come apart about every fifth race. You may as well go ahead and throw the crank away and get another one because it's going to scatter the whole engine. I have to check it out next time Tommy brings me down to your shop. <laughs> yeah, well, no, that's cool. We've held on to it. Yeah, for this I've, long. Yeah, I've got parts from the beginning, beginning till now. <laughs> so, so, was that your first race at Daytona? That was the first championship. First championship. They, it, back then, they'd run Daytona one year and Riverside the next year. And of course, I couldn't make the Riverside deal, so I was looking forward to the the Daytona thing. I tell people I went to Daytona for ten years and didn't know there was an ocean down there. <laughs> yeah this is quite a quite a hop from the track to the ocean yeah so um i guess speaking of daytona so what was the classes i guess that you ran in scca i mean did you do like the runoffs did you yeah, that, to, that was did you go to the SCCA called, runoffs yeah that okay. was eventually ended up at, at atlanta for years and i ran probably a dozen i never won the national championship i won the division a dozen times probably, but yeah. the national championship uh, seems like something every year. There was some problem, kind of like Earnhardt finally winning Daytona, I guess. <laughs> but I never did win that, but I fortunately have won a few others. When you were back, when you were running the runoffs, who were some of the names, the big names back then you were running against? Well, in our class, there, there weren't a lot of NASCAR-type people. Uh, I mean, even road racing people that yeah. moved up. Were there any... Well, a lot of them, well, I wouldn't say moved down, but I've raced with a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nemechek was running with us this weekend at Atlanta, and I've run with Bill, and I've won with Paul Newman, uh, all of uh, Curtis Turner. I ran a race up in Virginia, and Curtis lands his airplane there. And uh, <laughs> Some of those stories are about him or, or true. <laughs> he blew up, and he didn't wait to use the runway. He flies out of the pasture and, and leaves there but that was that was 1966 <laughs> wow. uh, petty was there yeah. petty spun yeah. out and blew the engine up and it had rained and they said uh they renamed that corner petty corner uh i forget who else was there but uh so you a, mean to tell me that curtis turner wouldn't wait on the plane on the runway he would fly it out of the pasture he landed in downtown easily one time <laughs> yeah. to stop by the local distillery <laughs> oh my lord never heard that me either wow that's pretty cool yeah so um well you mentioned earlier paul newman yeah. were you teammates with him at, no i just the, raced against, raced against him. him uh i don't we don't have days but i'll tell you the paul newman story yeah. uh he was a nice guy he, and he's kind of like me he he made movies so i could race i've sold cars so i could race but we were at at uh down in florida and uh, it's my first race in RX-7, and he was there, 
and I couldn't figure out why he was running a 240Z because the 280Zs were there. Anyway, uh, something happened to my car. I didn't finish. He won, and he immediately gets out of the car and goes and gets in a helicopter, leaves. That's, that's all all right. The 280Z was at Lime Rock, Connecticut. He was going to race it the next day up there. I said, I believe I've got the wrong class of group to try to compete with here. This, this guy's running at each end of the United States. Wow. Same same weekend. Um, did you ever run Lime Rock yourself? I have, yeah. Uh, lost a wheel. That's one of those stories you hear. The wheel comes by you and you say, wonder whose that is. It, it was mine, and it, it went out of sight. And, and, of course, we had to have it back, and it was over in a lagoon on the other side. <laughs> was that on the straightaway or where? Coming down the front straightaway. and it Oh, geez. Yeah. <laughs> went on by. <laughs> that was a Super V, which is another thing I was involved in, a class that Volkswagen sponsored. Yeah, I know it. Um, Lime Rock. Yep. I mean, you're hauling down that straightaway, so if the wheel passed you, then it was hauling. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I'd be like about that VIR if it hadn't been straight away there. They have to go get out of the Dan River. <laughs> there ain't <laughs> the end. Been there and done that, too. <laughs> you've, been, you've, you've raced VIR? Hundreds of times. Well, not hundreds of times. Mm-hmm. I went on my honeymoon to VIR to run the first Trans Am race when Trans Am started. I ran the first two Trans Am races. Oh, really? You ran the first two? Yeah, one was oh. Sebring, and then uh, VIR was the second one. Oh, well, that, that's well, I've cool. got to, I've got to be nosy. That was your honeymoon. Did she, did she stick around? She's still with me, but it went downhill <laughs> about the racing after that. <laughs> I'm sure. Wow, I don't know if I could have broke her in that way. Well, yeah. before we were married, we would go to races, and you know it was a little different. Then you're married, and you get then the kids come along, and and I'm I'm getting pretty safety related now. This weekend, I decided I wasn't going to go real fast, and I still crash <laughs> well um talking about vir give us just one of your favorite vir stories well let me think a minute because there's a lot of them or just one that just comes I still to hold mind. a track record there in a super v oh, do you? of course they don't race them anymore yeah. the, oak, uh, the oak tree's gone too yeah oak tree i had a lot of laps around it uh, i had a heart attack in september and i was loaded getting in the hauler to leave to go to VIR to run a world league race, which is 12 hour race each day. Uh, and didn't feel quite right. And we had a problem with the hauler and I get out and have a heart attack. So fortunately I wasn't on the road. They took the car and went on. These stories are all there. I changed track sometime. Anyway, the car went on up there and they got some guy to drive it and he destroyed it at the end of the long straightaway there. Jeez. (laughs) But uh, the Sprite was a lot of fun there. They had some guys that were real close. I can remember coming on to the front straightaway, came down through Hogpen, they, they called it, and this guy got squirrely. My only choice was to go down Pit Road wide open. And back then, you didn't have a problem. So he's he's beside me on the track, and I'm going up Pit Road. <laughs> <laughs> but we built some engines for that, that that Drummond helped me with. We had what they called a... A semi-hemi engine. We were sticking the pistons up out of the block and running about 13 to 1, which is another reason crankshaft broke. Uh, so VIR, I've got uh, trophies. Back then they gave big silver bowls and all, and I got a bunch of that stuff. I'm going to melt down soon and make something out of it, some bullets or something. Well, if you ever start throwing them out, give me a call. I'd like to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll come get one. Put one on display. 
Uh, I know we're kind of jumping around, but speaking of Trans Am, was that the only two races you ran Trans Am, or did you compete on and off? No, I, I that was in a in a a uh, Mini Cooper. Uh, they ran Mini Coopers. Yeah, had two classes, over and under two liters. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was in the under under two liters. Okay. A Mini Cooper. Yeah. yeah. A box. Still look the same. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Uh, I ran GT1 in SCCA, which is the same car. And over the years, I'm I'm bad to trade stuff. I mean, I I'll trade for something in heartbeat. But I've had three nice Trans Am cars that are running GT1. Uh, and when they reopened VRR, I of course it wasn't a course, but it's easier to set a new track record overall in a Trans Am car. Uh, and that lasted short time but from the, the 20 years it was closed technology just tires changed enough to but anyway i claimed a, a track record <laughs> with that well, cool. i shared some pictures on facebook um i guess it must have been a hill climb it was you you in an indie car looking type car yeah what we took uh mike green a good friend and i were big competitors against each other for years and uh, we we sawed up some real nice cars that are worth a lot of money today. He sawed up a Chevron and cut it, took a foot out of it, shortened it, and then put a Mazda Roger engine in it. Uh, so they were the the last one I ran up there. Now let me know that one I didn't run up there. I took a lot of, as I say, I had a a Formula Atlantic, which was a March English car that we did the same same thing to, but. The one I have now that I hadn't raced uh, since I crashed it up at Beach Mountain a few years ago was a purpose-built, almost like a Formula 2 car. They had Formula 1, 2, 3. This was kind of between that. Uh, but it was pretty spectacular. The guy that built designed it had a big wing on it that make World Outlaw wings look small. Really? It's strapped to this car. <laughs> huh. That's insane. So the hill climbing too, that you run Pikes Peak. I never did and really wanted to. The the draw of Chimney Rockets fifty miles up the road, the draw of Pikes Pikes Peak is a whole lot further up the road. <laughs> yeah, I believe I'd go that fifty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. I didn't realize until I got to reading about you a little bit that they and I think maybe uh, Tommy or somebody's mentioned about you doing the hill climb at Chimney Rock. I never yeah. realized there was one up there until I ran the bug eye there, and then I've I had records in every class, and then I had a match race for us one year in two pintos. <laughs> a pinto, <laughs> two pintos. <laughs> wow! So you've uh, you've been all over the place in in cars and doing things. I've I've been real fortunate. I've raced in Germany. I've raced in Japan. I've raced, of course, in Canada, and all over the United States. Uh, had made it to Mexico, but I don't think I want to. Uh, which track did you run in Japan? Fuji, Fuji? Mount Fuji. Mount Fuji sounds huge. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite track you've been on? People ask me that all the time, and I, I, it's hard to say. All of them. I, I like them all. Yeah. My my statement is, if I don't have to pedal it or push it, I'll drive it. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. All right, so. Um, Getting getting to your your Rolex twenty four years. Yep. Now you won, didn't you? I won the class. Yeah. Okay, your class won two thousand. I think. Okay, did they get? Well, did you get a Rolex? Was, I got a Rolex. All right, so you got the Rolex. 
Well, the funny story of that, I won the first professional race ever run at Road Atlanta in 1971. And it was the Piedmont Formula V. And they gave me this watch. I thought it was a Timex. I threw it in the trailer. It was a Rolex. <laughs> I didn't know what a Rolex was 50 years ago. So I got two of them. <laughs> wow. Um, when you won the class at Daytona, who was your um, teammates or co-drivers? There were five of us, uh, and I'm world's worth, world's worst with names. Uh, let's see anybody you might know. Probably, probably none of them. Uh, one of the guys from Greensboro, it, it, even back then, I ESPN's interview him and says, and who are your drivers? And I said, there they are. <laughs> um, were they, um, factory drivers or just no, gentlemen just, drivers? Just a bunch of us put it together. they Sports car race, and the, the car, it was a new class uh, for American GT, they called it, tube frame car, V8, and we had a Camaro that uh, I, I did no work on it. Well, there's another story there, too, uh, that uh, had raced there over a dozen times. It was a chassis built in Florida, Bimke or Bimco or something. Anyway, I didn't think the thing would run 24 minutes. I mean, it was as well prepared to save us, but uh, the class uh, was a good class, relatively inexpensive to the rest of them. And uh, we either qualified first or second and never lost the lead. With the story, I'll tell you right quick. Uh, I started the car, and uh, when I got out, you only drive, you run out of gas every hour or so, and you can run multiple stints if you'd like, but I ran two stints and got out. And I said, uh, where's our spare transmission? And he says, we never put it together. It's over there in a box. So being bored, I built a transmission. Middle of the night, about 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm in the car. Transmission messes up. I said, go to the pits. We need to change the transmission. They said, that's probably the linkage. I said, go to the pits. We need to change the transmission. So fortunately, we had a transmission, changed it, and never lost the the lead and won the race. With the <laughs> so, you know, someone's looking out for you when you things happen. When it's, yeah. <laughs> we're speaking That's, about, so I, so you were far enough ahead that you had time to go in and change the transmission, yeah. come back, which didn't take maybe twenty or thirty minutes. It was, yeah. I, and I sometimes don't give myself enough credit it, it was a weak class you know they went to about six or eight cars so but, yeah, <laughs> but so i take them anyway i can get them <laughs> so you know like that's the big thing for me is like back then what was it like racing in the infield because you know it wasn't lit like it yeah. is now so what was it like having to take that two to four a.m shift well we had lights that pointed forward yeah. and then we had what we call fender lights that point to the side and the biggest problem with anything I ran down there, unless you were in the top GTP class or something, those cars were 20 or 30 miles an hour faster than you. So you were looking in the rearview mirror more than where you were going. And I've told the story. You get a, get kind of in contact with where everybody is, and you're in a rhythm, and then somebody pits, and you aren't in the rhythm. And I said, it's like a ghost in the middle of the night. You think you're by yourself, and this car comes by you. It blows you off the track. So it's it's an interesting race. I wouldn't say it's one of my most enjoyable ones, but I ran it a dozen times, I guess, and we never won, finished second and third, and mostly in Mazdas uh, 
and then that Camaro. Did you ever run the the top class, or you just? I didn't run it then. Uh, later, I got to drive a lot of the cars in historic racing: the Mazda GTP car and the the, R, the RX-7 four rotor car, which was pretty interesting. But uh, never my my glory year was driving for Mazda, but it was GTU, which is a class or two under. Did you ever have to? Did you ever ever have a stint in the rain? Oh yeah, at Daytona was it during the day or night? I've had both, but they actually stopped the race, which they don't do. And I've raced down there when you were in the banking, you were above the clouds, and you'd come off the bank and, and get under the cloud. Oh, wow! <laughs> wow! Yeah, I bet that's a fun ride. Well, rain's pretty difficult, but and I like rain. To me, it's an equalizer for drivers. It's you know, not just the the car then. Yeah, I know. I've I just finally started going to the Rolex back in 2017. Yeah. I've always wanted to go. So at 3 a.m. when it's raining, I'm the one standing in the grandstand at International <laughs> Horseshoe, okay? okay? When they're going by, that's me at 3 a.m. and rain, loving every bit of it every time they go by. Dang, I always thought you was a nut. Yeah. No way I'd stand <laughs> yeah. up there in yeah. the rain. I'm the one at three, even, if, <laughs> even if when it's freezing, 30 degrees in the middle of the night. I tell you, I found um, a really cool place to watch from a couple years ago. I was one around the infield, and on the inside, as they're coming off NASCAR too, going to the bus stop, they set up some bleachers right there on the inside, yep. so you can stand there as they're coming off. That's one of the more cooler spots I found to watch from. I'd rather have me a dry spot. <laughs> well, I mean, dry rain. I mean, like I said, I love it. That's pretty interesting. I, I I'm trying to navigate around the racetrack in the rain and in the dark. I, I can only imagine the. <laughs> How how horrific that would be, at it, it, those speeds. I mean, what kind of speeds are you turning? Well, it, those well, we were 170 or so. I'm trying oh, to think, I did run bad. in 2012 in a Porsche. <laughs> I forgot about that, which was a a nice car. Uh, and we were trying to bump 170 before we get to start finish line. I do that in a dump truck every day around Greenville. Yeah, <laughs> was that um the last year you're in the Rolex was yeah. 2012? Yeah. And you did, what did you say, you did about what, 12, 12 total? I don't Somewhere in there? I'm a bunch of them. <laughs> that's cool. So, um, so 2012, that's when Ganassi and all the big names was coming in, and yeah. the Daytona prototypes <laughs> was king then. I haven't ever driven a Daytona <laughs> prototype. I a lot of times find those cars after they're retired and uh, get one. I had a world sports car, uh, which was an open cockpit car. The whole chassis was carbon fiber. And it was a hard car to drive. I ended up trading for it. Anyway, I drove it a couple times. I said, I'm going to get rid of this thing. I can't weld this stuff back together. I can, I can fix a metal <laughs> car, but I can't weld carbon fiber if there is a process. Yeah, I wonder how you would fix something like that. It's like fiberglass. It's just okay. exotic fiberglass. Yeah. That's interesting. I never thought about that. Well, you know, speaking of your, you know, winning the Rolex, your other wins, tell us the story of um, Watkins Glen. How it come about, you bought the car. It was old Jeff Burton car from Roush, yep. right? Well, that's just a part of the story. I, I wanted to run a, a Bush or a, a Xfinity race and a cup race at some point, and I worked a, a deal with Jimmy Means to run the, the Bush race at Watkins Glen. And I had this car. The uh, Actually, that was 
Well, I guess it was. Anyways, a Roush car. I bought it at an auction and sold and bought back, and it was just sitting there. And this uh, Jarvis Tethero, who's helped me over the years, said, why don't we put an engine in it and run it on Friday and run the bush race on Saturday? I said, okay. So we did that. Uh, I go up there, and I'd won a six-hour race in the Mazda up there, so, and I'd been there a couple of times. Uh, Was that the six hours of the Glen? Yeah. You won it? Won the class. Won the class? For Mazda, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so anyway, we enter the uh both races uh and in the uh trying to think which what we did what in uh in the arca race i was up front all day long third to fourth and there were a couple of cars three or four cars faster and of course we didn't have one we weren't going to change tires once we're going to work it backwards as they say and, and weren't going to buy several sets and towards the end, uh, we had a caution, and I was in front, and they had close to the end of the race. Restarted the race, and the guy behind me lapped down, decides to crowd me going on the front straightaway, and we hit, and I spun 180 degrees, and he told me it looked like I was doing a burnout because I'd won. Well, the race wasn't over, but... Fortunately, kept going. The two cars behind me, Blaze Alexander and the, the turkey farmer, uh, got taken out by the guy that took me out. So I won under caution, but I, again, it, it was uh, helped by some other guy screwing something up because <laughs> they, they would have passed me. Blaze's car kept having some problem, and I'd get past him, and he'd, he'd get past me. And anyway, it was an interesting race weekend. I had... I've never paid to drive a race car. I told people I'll, I'm kind of touched. I'll drive it for you for nothing, but I'm not paying you, and I'm not signing a crash con <laughs> contract. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> We're going to pause one second and uh, station, station identification, as you would say, Mark. Are you looking for someone to do a dreaded painting project? I'm talking about residential and or commercial. Look no further and contact Maccabee Painting. These guys have been around for 15 years with 29 years of experience. The owner, Benji, is a third generation painter and knows his stuff. They can also take care of all of your pressure washing needs or deck repairs and staining. Again, if you're looking for someone to come and do an amazing painting job, either residential or commercial, if you got pressure washing needs or you just need your deck repaired and stained, Call Maccabees Painting at 864-395-9744. Not a jack of a lot of trades, but definitely a master of one. Again, that number is 864-395-9744. And tell them that the guys from A Checkered Pass podcast sent you. For all your automotive and heavy equipment, foreign and domestic, alternators and starter needs, contact Gene's Alternator and Starter. Tell them that you heard about it on the Checker Pass podcast. Give them a call at 864-246-3036. It's Gene's Alternator and Starter. For all your handyman needs, call Robert or Hall with Hall's All Hands on Decks. 
864-213-7502. No job is too small or too big from fixing water lines to building decks, even minor roof repair, and everything in between. Again, that number is 864-213-7502. If you've been driving around town and got into a little fender bender and now you need your car repaired, look no further. Go talk to Blake Jeter at Powdersville Collision Repair, located at 415 Three Bridges Road in Powdersville. He specializes in insurance and auto body repairs. That address again is 415 Three Bridges Road in Powdersville. Check out Powdersville Collision Repair and, and tell Blake the guys from a Checkered Pass podcast sent you. Sorry about the little pause there. We had to thank the guys who help us out here on Checker Pass podcast. But uh, so John, you're talking about that weekend at Watkins Glen. So you ran a bush race. Did you ever run a cup race? No, the car I sold that car about a month ago, and it set. I had Jimmy Spencer's road race car, Kmart car, brand new. It's a backup car. It sat on a the lift there 21 years. And I finally said, I don't think I'm going to use it. <laughs> so that, that one bush race, was that the only one you ran? I ran a, a North Bush North in another car. Uh, and I think that was maybe one more. <laughs> so speaking of that, so you ran the Rolex, you won the class there, you won your class to six hours of the Glen. Did you ever do Sebron? Numerous times. Second <laughs> second was the fat, best we got there. Uh, but that's an interesting track, too. I, I've got a, a, uh, several friends that, I mean, most of our stuff is a volunteer group. Uh, and uh, Getting ready to go, just like this last weekend, I had Marvin's son, Dean Drummond, <laughs> helping me. Uh, so the... You know, we don't have enough time for all the stories. Did you, <laughs> I mean, did you ever do any of the 12-hour oh, yeah. races? And I run the Sprite down there <laughs> in a in a national race and got back to our engine design. The car started skipping. It came in water running out the tailpipe, but it hadn't run hot or anything. And it turned out one little throttle screws came out of the throttle blade and we had domed the cylinder head so much it pushed it through into the water jacket. <laughs> so, wow. <laughs> wow. That's some crazy stuff. Uh, you name it, I've done it or had it happen. <laughs> it sounds like it. So, here's the big question. Have yep. you ever been to Lamar? I haven't. Uh, the prototype car that I drove for this lawyer wanted me to go, and we got it all set up. They have a, like they do at Daytona, they have a 24-minute for past cars. Mm-hmm. And he he had a gorgeous Mazda uh, 787. It actually won its class at Le Mans a few years earlier. Uh, and I got to drive it over here at Daytona and all. But uh, to answer your question, no, and I don't think I'm going. <laughs> well, have you ever done any oval track racing? Not really. Uh, well, I'll take that back. Uh, I'd run Echo Valley in a midget and in a Morris, in fact, Butch and I, Lindley, ran together. He had Ronnie Hopkins build him a car, and we had a couple good races. And then 
I must not have won because I don't remember who won, so he must have won. <laughs> but uh, I finally sold that car and then started driving for Grady Miller in a midget racer and ran there, and we went to Westminster. But mainly up there at the two tracks, the Grover Caps had one later and drove on that one. But uh, just would have, could have, haven't. <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what. Somebody was in here before and was telling us about a car that Butch drove at Echo Valley. Yeah. And I can't remember. It was some off, nothing I've ever heard of kind of car. It was, it was a Mars Minor. Yeah. I had one that was a guy, English guy, brought it over here from England, and it was a convertible. I mean, a beautiful car. So what I do, I weld the top on it, and it had headers, and it had disc brakes, stuff that wasn't really a lot of people had. <laughs> I'd win the... Win the heat race, win the main, and win the protest money. It was 950 cc's, and I was out running two liter, 2,000 cc. Wow. And finally, some of those boys up there, you know, it's kind of like Gordon. People don't like people that win a lot. Oh, yeah. That's, that's why one of my cars, I've made it look like a Gordon car. <laughs> anyway, I sold it to somebody up there, and it was moved on to the midget racer with Grady Miller, which was interesting, too. Is Grady still alive these days? No, he's probably maybe six or eight, ten years. He he was in a rest home. I went over to see him a couple of times. He was on another planet by then. I didn't know that. My one of his wives was my cousin uh, Shirley. Did that one add twice? Oh, uh, <laughs> very well could be. Yeah, he had he had moved his shop from off of White Hampton down you know, behind it yeah. and was keeping his bikes in there. So interesting. That was one of the first rides I had. I couldn't believe somebody working on a car so I could go run it and tear it up. <laughs> yeah. How cool was that? Yeah. <laughs> so I guess one of the bigger, I guess one of your bigger annual events now that you run is the MIDI. It is. So yeah. the past two years hadn't went too well, has it? <laughs> well, I don't, I think I've, I did all, all right. I, I I outran Bill Elliott a few years ago, so that kept me going for a while. Uh, but I ran when they stopped the hill climb in '95. I started going to the meeting. I've been going ever since. And, since then. But the same lawyer that I drove for had several cars. I'd I'd run three or four cars a weekend. I had a before I got the stock car. I had a IMSA GTO car, which was a Thunderbird. And it was like a stock car on steroids. It had tires about 15, 20 inches wide and big brakes and same motor. Uh, but the, the MIDI, it's just kind of a happening. It's not, they don't like it as much when you race with this vintage stuff. And I, in fact, they took my license last year for three months because I ran into somebody. Are you serious? Uh, Tell us that story. <laughs> well, I, as I say, I have trouble. When I go to a racetrack, I go for one reason. To win, <laughs> and you aren't supposed to touch or bump cars. And the stock car class, they they don't look as hard, but the you know the two and three hundred thousand dollar Porsches, they get upset. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! So they took your but, license for three months. Yeah. What What <laughs> happened? Uh, I uh, Dorsey Schrader, y'all probably don't know, but he's a big. Oh, yeah. He won a bunch of Trans Ams. Oh yeah, I remember the Dorsey and Tommy Kendall days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I raced with both of them before the guy in that. Anyway, Dorsey's the head guy, competition guy for them now. And uh, as I say, when I go, I try to go to the front. And 
this one guy, we were going through turn one, and I, we were side by side, went up the hill and top the hill. I stayed there and and uh, had a little wheel contact. He said I ran him off the track. So anyway, he most of them have cameras and they plead their story with the part that they want the, yeah. <laughs> them to see. He he runs in the back of me over on turn seven just blatantly, and he, he got to a little more controversy. And he says says you brake track me brake checked me over at seven i said man i don't even use the brakes there <laughs> anyway the next day he destroyed his car <laughs> also but anyway dorsey comes over and says finger leave these guys alone they're just out here having a good time i said okay he says you're going to do any racing in the next three months i said nah he said we're taking a license for three months <laughs> i said okay <laughs> wow wow so yeah go ahead yeah, I've been to the meeting one time, and I went with the guy you're going to know, Ken Williams. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that was when I was at Tech, yeah. Greenville Tech. That's the only time I went to the meeting. Me and him went down there one year, and it's it's a different deal down there. It's fun. I mean, all the different cars well, that, you get to see. As I say, there were 300 cars there this weekend. And, wow. And as I say, 46 of them were cup cars. And a lot of those guys don't have a lot of talent. I mean, they were there were a bunch of good ones there this weekend Four, four or five qualified ahead of me. But uh, actually, the race on Saturday, my qualifying time, would have won the race. Of course, you got to do more than one lap to in a race. So that helped me bring my ego back a little bit after destroying the car Saturday morning. Yeah, I was like, hit a little shunt there. What happened? Uh, well, the, I'll go back to the NEMA check store in a minute but uh, and the, what goes with it. We'll put new tires on. Cool in the morning it's when you can go fastest. First lap was faster than the day before. The second lap was better. The third lap, I come up on a car that wasn't blatantly in the way, but I made the wrong choice. I thought he was going to continue on the track, and he went over to the right to go to the pits. Well, it changed my whole aspect. You come out from that bridge, and it's like jumping off of a building. If you don't know where the ground is exactly. And I just got a little wheel off the outside come out the bridge in the car straight down no in the sand trap in the wall right there there's no sand trap there's, or anything. I mean, it's just a wall oh, before you got, oh you didn't make it to the sand okay well yeah. the front going yeah. on the front straightaway yeah. is not a that's right yeah. yeah the only thing they've done in safety wise with the the tires there i had no real don't even remember feeling the impact but the the car went I thought it went straight all the way down, but after we studied it, it got around sideways and went left rear into the wall, then picked up and turned around and stuck the nose in the wall. And uh, it, it, It's like the, the car I, that I built, the uh, Jeff Gordon car, when I crashed it up at Charlotte, the only thing left was the roof flaps that were any good. <laughs> in road, road racing terms, we would call that a massive shunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, I was telling somebody that today. I had a little shunt down at Atlanta. <laughs> So if you knock the clip off of a car like that, I mean that's obviously a fifteen or twenty year old car, right? Yeah. Where do you, where do you get a clip at? Well, it's easily fixable. You go find Hopkins or one of them. Say, do you have one of these laying around? But I probably won't fix it because you can go find another one. I mean, I'm in our studio here. I'm looking at all the great pictures here. I've had half of these cars <laughs> at one time or another, and still have. I don't know how many I got now. Four or five. I've got uh, 
Bud Moore's car they won their last race with. I think you've seen it. I, have. I was going to ask you about it. Yeah. I'm saving it for somebody that really wants it. I haven't ever, never intended on racing it. I just, just kept it. But, uh, it's a pretty car for sure. So where were we? The Nemechek story. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> after the incident on Saturday, you know, that's all that I hadn't been given my, my torture of losing my license for three, three races. But Bill Elliott was there on Saturday. He was on the front row with Nemechek. I was third or fourth. I guess I was fourth. Uh, and Bill usually won't run Sunday. He'll go watch Chase run. So we, I'm on third position coming up the bridge. Well, my guy that helps me said he wanted to call the green. I said, whoopee, this isn't Andy, <laughs> but you can call the green. That'll be fine. We come under the bridge. I'm right on Nemechek. His brake lights go off. I hadn't even looked towards the flagman. He says, green, green, green. So I hammer it, drove, picked him up off. I mean, drove up under him. Had, <laughs> fortunately, he, he could drive, and nothing happened. We went on. After the race, I pull up the winner's circle because I finished, I guess, second or third. I'm not sure. And I go over to him. I said, man, I got the book out here, but I don't know what happened. <laughs> I said, I can't find that page. <laughs> he said, okay. And I'd never met him, but, you know, knew of it. And we kind of laughed it off. And uh, then later on when they said I didn't need to drive for three months. So the next week I had to go to Morrisville, so I go by Nemechek's shop. And the guy that had called the green was with me. By the way, that later that night he says, uh, I called the green a little early. I said, you sure did and really made me look bad. <laughs> so I'm I'm telling Nemechek again that I've studied the book, can't find excuses. I said, but my friend here called the green a little a little early. And this this is the part where it reminded my grandfather. He says, yeah, but he wasn't driving. <laughs> so this weekend... He was unloading. He walked by me. I said, I'm not going to run into you. <laughs> he just laughed. <laughs> so Nemechek still does stuff like that? He just it? started doing it. He's taken over. I mean, he's oh. he's he ran a truck down there, and it was deadly fast. I mean, I'd always kind of want to get one and run it, but uh, he was like two seconds faster than anything there. Wow. But in the race, I don't know whether he dialed it back. I mean, there's no rules or anything, but he didn't run – you know, you're in four seconds slower. In the second race, he didn't win, but I, I left. Uh, and I don't know what, why he didn't, uh, he, <laughs> but he finished third. So, hmm. anyway. But talking about Road Atlanta, my favorite two places to watch from is the top of Spectator Hill, watching come down you know, the hill yep. down through the S's, and sitting in the stadium section, watching them come down the backstretch and getting into breaks right there is my two favorite places yep. to watch at that, Road Atlanta. It's been a good track track for me. I got a million miles around it, I guess. Well, Trying to think of anything else, it would be interesting to you. Um, well, you know, I asked you earlier about Ken Williams. Did you uh, do a lot of racing with him? Not much. He was yeah. in the what they call showroom stock class, which is like saying, we're going to save you all some money. We're going to use sealed engines that cost twice as much as you could build one for. <laughs> so the, the showroom stock engines – time you balanced them and did all the stuff that made them still legal cost more than you could have stuck a cam in or <laughs> or something gone just just as fast and I, I had another request to ask you about 
We, they want to hear your favorite Jim and Tony Creighton story, if you have one. <laughs> they hit me up and be like, be Did sure they? you tell them about, about us. Because I actually worked with Jim. Is yeah. that one of the, the Cars Tour yeah. stuff? Him and Tony both do their sign-in, so they were like, ask him about us, see if he's got a story. They both <laughs> ran the Sprites when I did, and <laughs> I can't remember. I think she might have been faster than Jim. I'm not sure. I think that's the same stories <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> but I, I uh, well, it's not a funny story. It's a true story. So I, I don't keep my SCCA license current by running enough races, but I'll call her, and they'll what, give me a waiver because I've run equally or better, and I called her. This year, I said, I need to get my license renewed. She says, well, I'm not doing that anymore. I said, well, did you retire? She said, no, they got two men to run my job and fired me. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the Sprite stores, you know, we're going back so far. There's not anything that wouldn't break on those things. I mean, axles and engines and whatever. But I don't think I ever had any controversy with them. There, there are quite a few that I have. <laughs> we got along good. <laughs> we had a. They put pictures on Facebook of us in the studio here, and Jeremy Drummond said that you needed to hang around a better crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy's a mess. Oh yeah. <laughs> he uh, met him and you know him and his dad through racing. I think a lot of of Dean. Yeah. Ain't too sure about Jeremy, but. <laughs> he's always offering to drive for me i know that oh i'm sure oh yeah. <laughs> yeah i asked him when dean i told him i was coming over here and he'd had a little bit of a problem with one of the other competitors i won't mention any names i said are you all right with those guys he said yeah we, we, <laughs> we've been been close before <laughs> yeah we uh jeremy and i had a little uh little rub up coming off of uh four down the front straightaway in 2010 i had uh took my car out there for the first time and i was passing him and he kind of doored me all the way down the straightaway i ended up getting the win so i didn't really care about the scratch <laughs> that was an interesting deal yeah. john we appreciate you coming in and hearing hearing your stories it uh sounds like you could probably write a book on oh, everything I, you've got i could entertain you till in the morning or or whether it's entertaining or not, it's it's, it's fun. I when they gave me my my uh, penalty for three months, I I uh, sent a letter to HSR and I said uh, I'd like to see the other guy's story. Uh, I said I've been doing this for fifty years now, and I said I entertain myself a good bit, but I hope that I've entertained other people watching me race. <laughs> I have to go back, and I'm sure I can find stuff on YouTube and check out some of them. Oh, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's plenty. <laughs> so, so what got you into the car dealership business? For a I went to work for Snyder's in 64 because I was racing a bug eye, and I could buy parts yeah. <laughs> there. It cost, and stayed with them 29 years before we bought the, the Mazda Porsche part with somebody else's money they loaned me my my part and uh that was how i ended up in the car business. i bought the i bought the car from stove all used cars on the other end of main street for 250 dollars the bug eye and <laughs> and when i sold it several years later i sold it for like 2500 dollars, which broke the bank for a bug eye sprite <laughs> dang <laughs> 
This guy that owned Tweetsie Railroad, or his family did, bought it. Good friend of mine. And he, uh, of course, I've looked for it, and it, it disappeared. I don't know where it ever went. Tweetsie Railroad. Where do I know that from? That's up in Bavard and Blowing Rock. It's a okay. big tourist attraction. Uh, I, knew I heard of it from somewhere. I just couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I had forgot the, the dealership was called Snyder. Uh, yeah. And then they must have wanted a separate Facility, that's another whole ball game. I, I was glad to get out there. They had already told me I was going to have to build a new facility and this and that and the other. But, but I went from parts to service to sales to back to service. And then uh, then I got the whole ball of wax, which I didn't particularly care for. The, the service part I enjoyed. But I, I can talk race cars and do this, but trying to sell somebody a car, here's what I want, here's what I'm making, you want it. Or not? Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, that's not the way you sell cars. Yeah. I'll tell you, I've you know got to come down to your your museum. Yeah. That's uh enjoyable to walk around and check things out, and I'd like to do it again someday. I know there's stuff and I they, missed. Every day I got a little midget <clears throat> racer like the one that I was telling you that we didn't have money to get home from Daytona. Uh, Bill Shockley, uh, the one I drove for him, him and. Uh, with him, Larry Frank owned that car huh. at that time. Is anyway, I found one on on uh, Bring the Trailer, and I bought it. And it's a got a Ford Flathead V8 in it. They call it the Ford Sixty, and it's exactly like the one I drove, except I was going to paint it like the one I drove, but it's painted so beautifully. I'm I'm not I'm not going to repaint it. But anyway, I probably didn't have that when you were there probably last not. time. Yeah, it's been a couple of years. All right. That the Shockley fellow is did he did he have family that raced at Greenville Pickens? Uh, I remember he, Randy Shockley. No, but I mean he. I don't know if he ever drove at Pickens or not. But, I mean we're talking bitches. He was Colonel Patton's personal driver in the war. Really, uh, Shockley was, and his son passed away in the last year or so. Butch Shockley uh, huh. was kind of a, a car car guy too. And they were from here. Yeah. That's pretty cool to hear. Yep. Some little history there. Yeah. Yeah, no, my I guess my my one story that I have of you is um this hero card is laying on the table. You're hitting made up, I guess, after the Arca race. Yeah. Now I, when I first started at Greenville Tech, the Greenville Tech Motorsports program, you came in one night, I guess, to we're having an open house or something, you you dropped off a bunch of them. And um I grabbed a couple. I held on to that till I guess it was a year or two before you sold. Sold your dealership? Yeah. Because, see, I worked at Whitaker then, so I'd deliver parts to you. And I'd carry that thing with me every time. One day I walked in there and was delivering some parts, and I asked the first account, I said, where's your boss man at? They said, which one? I said, the big boss man. <laughs> they said, why? I said, well, I got this thing right here. And they're like, oh, whoa. You know? And I guess you were standing up in the showroom, and they said, well, he's up there. And I went up there, and you signed it for me, standing in the showroom up there. How much time do we have here? long as you want. <laughs> oh, well, I, I was going to tell my Blackwell story, which was simple. Uh, Bill Shockley was kind of a mentor also, and I was racing Formula Vs, and all, everybody's always looking a better way to race or at least maybe get paid for it. So they were going to start a Formula V circle track thing. And uh, so we took the car out to, on a Saturday morning, and uh, – I'm driving around. Well, I'd never ridden on, ridden, driven on a track. It had a wall on both sides, you know. <laughs> so I go into turn one, a few laps, and 
and it starts to get crossed up. So I correct, go right in the wall. Spins around, it knocked the transaxle off the engine and tore the crowd to pieces and spewed oil all the way between one and two. Uh-oh. And I got back, he said, you're going to clean that up. <laughs> so so I, I cleaned it up. <laughs> don't use my speedy dry, though. Probably, I don't remember. <laughs> and I took a hill climb car out there a couple of times for the Shriner race just to make, make some noise, but... I haven't, haven't raced there. I, I've, back Greenville Tech, you know, they built a race car to run Hooter Pro Cup, and I was supposed to drive it. And they got it all done, and the school says, y'all can't race our car out of Greenville Tech. But we would take it over to Anderson and take some of the school guys, and they'd change tires and all. And <laughs> Randy Porter came up and said, you ain't quite got this yet, have you? I said, no, because I was used to destroying tires. Whatever I drove, you'd think I was drifting. I mean, and Firestone, Goodyear, went through a bunch of, bunch of different tire challenges. Uh, but anyway, I was used to driving all the way down the corner and spinning the tires all the way through the corner and coming off, which I, I knew better than that, but I couldn't quite get a hold of letting off the ass along and coasting through the corner. <laughs> yeah, Anderson Speedway, you got to be a, have a rhythm too. So. Uh, uh, yeah. speak, so, speaking of that um, – that car that they built the school. Well, you heard about what happened at Roebling Road, didn't you? Mm-hmm. But he took that thing down for the um, the con. We weren't going to the concourse of Elegance yeah. at um, Hilton Head, and they had a track day at Roebling Road the day before. So it was Steve Cook and Steve Hampton. You know those names. <laughs> Hamptons was with me this weekend. That's a, okay, that's who I, we were, I was down there with. So I think that's Daryl and Daryl. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> another brother. So they had the car on that front stretch. And wide open, and it went, as soon as it went to crest the hill, you know, at the end of the front stretch, all we saw was fire. And it disappeared <laughs> over the hill. Huh. So I guess they had the dry sump or something, hadn't changed something. And I guess it starved for oil. When they got that thing back, rods were sticking out both sides of the oil pan. So we had to put that thing on display at the concourse, the elegance the hood up, with rods <laughs> sticking out both sides of the oil pans. Now, was that the Pro Cup car they that built? Was the two-seater. Yeah, because they – Yeah. I'm – that was the it was the two seaters one yeah. we had down there. Okay. Yeah. Well, the tire situation. I mean, I can kill some tires, and we were when they came out with a new radial tire. Miss Charlotte, the Goodyear guys there said, "Finger, we got something you can't hurt." I said, okay, put it on me. So we're running GT one and GT two. That's GT one's the V eight. GT two was my Mazda RX seven, and I'd qualified like second overall in front of. Most of them, and I get out there in the race, and I'm going good. And got a bump over and turned for Charlotte, and the car got a little loose. And I said, man, Earnhardt ain't got nothing on me. So I can handle it. <laughs> I come in after the race, and the Goodyear guy comes over and says, good news and bad news. So what is it? He says, you won the race, set a track record, but don't look at the right rear tire. <laughs> so I go back there, and it was through all but the last – set of cords and the reason the car is so loose the tire was worn out (laughs) anyway i still have that tire there too you that's pretty cool you collect there you keep up with everything don't you i got a lot of it (laughs) engine parts i've never been to your place i want to come down there sometime and take a look at everything i uh I'm helping the chandler school and they got a great program it's it's basically for dyslexic kids and 
learning disabilities and I jokingly say I could have been y'all poster child because when I was in school, they'd just say, sit down over there and be quiet. <laughs> but anyway, I occasionally we'll do a project with them and, and uh, wanted to get it properly done, but some of the laws and all we have nowadays, you can't do anything you want to <laughs> unless you go through an act of Congress. And I wasn't going to put sprinklers in my building and, and all this stuff. So. Oh, yeah. But... Uh, I used to have a tour a day. In fact, I, I meant to bring something in here. I left it in the car. Uh, each person that comes in, I give them a NASCAR lug nut. I don't know if y'all are familiar with what's happened the last year before they went to the new car. They started making the lug nuts. The first two threads or one and a half threads aren't there, so it'll go on quicker. Won't have to turn as many times. Huh. So then they decided, well, we don't need to do that. Well, the manufacturer mixed a bunch of those in by mistake and at phoenix last year they were going to disqualify 14 xfinity cars for running these lug nuts that they didn't even know they had i don't know how the story played out but anyway i've, I've gotten a bunch of them and i give them to people and say this this is how serious nascar is that they're taking one thread out of a nut so it'll go on quicker <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if they've got serious or just flat out ridiculous <laughs> well it's a it's like the other thing we aren't discussing. That's <laughs> politics. I don't, I don't know. I don't want to mess with either one of them. Yeah. I got uh, hold of a couple of the wheels for the new car, and uh, I don't know how I got them, but I got them. <laughs> They're single, you know, lug, and somehow or another one of the better teams had adjusted them, and all they'd done from past experience with their IndyCar programs and all knew there was going to be a problem with these things season if they didn't give them a little room. And uh, so they confiscated all these wheels and decided, well, that's a good idea. We're, we're going to let you do that. And I think it was fender flaps or, or fender vents last week that was the controversy. Yeah, there's something every week, it seems yeah. like. And now they're they're punishing drivers for running into each other, you know, yeah. finding them 50 points and $50,000, but – Certain drivers can run into each other, and it's okay. Well, at least they don't get their license taken for three months. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them need to. Yeah. Well, John, we won't keep you in here all night. We, we appreciate you coming in. and I stay as long as you need. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoyed it. It's really neat. I mean, I've, I uh, watch a little bit of – well, I watch YouTube all day long, just let let it play. And I, on junior stuff, I watch it run. And y'all got it going on here. It's pretty nice. Got a nice – Nice facility here. We appreciate it. We're just trying to collect a few things and hang up along the way. Yeah, I'll, I'll find you something. Well, that'll be pretty <laughs> cool. Like I say, we appreciate you taking time out and coming and visiting. So. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely appreciate it. It's definitely cool for me because I like having road racing people yeah. to talk to. Because, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, we get a lot of stuff. There's nothing wrong with it, but I just like, you know, something different. Yeah. I like having a road racing person to talk to and hear all uh, the old stories. From all, the, all welcome to come see yeah. me. I, uh. I'm there from about 9.30 to, to 5.30. And of course, in my life, I was up at 6.30 and being at work at 7. <laughs> and it's hard hard for me not to be there that early. Oh, yeah. Well, Tommy speaks highly of you. And, and uh, he had told me here a while back, he said, John wants to come be on that show. So that's <laughs> when I told him a couple of weeks ago. And he wanted to reach out to you. So. Glad it all worked out and you made it. And he's a he's a character too. He's oh, in the Lord. in the background. I didn't know how much we had crossed paths, and I hadn't seen him forever. He he makes my head spin. He comes <laughs> in here with stuff, and it's mind blowing. Yep, so he's a good one. 
It's hard not to mention all the all the people that say back at the shop. And now, of course, there's usually nobody at my shop. But over the years, I couldn't have done all of this without. I mean, Hoosier, since I won that race in 2000, I've been able to have a little better tire deal and this, that, and the other. And, and uh, that's what we were in this weekend. And they, Goodyear wants back in, and they've made another tire. But the Hoosier still got them covered for the stock cars, for the vintage stuff anyway. Yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. All righty. Well, we won't keep you any longer. And uh, thank you for. I'm sorry. <laughs> I had a, a brain attack here. We won't keep you any longer. And we appreciate you coming in. Appreciate you. <laughs> Enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah do sure. it again. Yeah. In fact, right. I'll just come listen to some of the other ones now. I'll listen to all of them that don't air. Oh, yeah. We, we try to have them come out every week. We've had a okay. couple of different. Yeah had a few difficulties in the past few weeks of getting well, folks in but um john finger everyone thank you thank you all right we uh just had john finger leave the studio and we've got two more guests come in we've got uh jackie manley and mark blackwell in to give us the latest update on the, our uh, beloved greenville picking speedway how are you doing jackie martin good yeah good good appreciate you having us on again sure do Oh, we enjoy we enjoy good positive updates about our, like I say, our beloved racetrack because uh, that's home to us. Well, that's what we've been living, sleeping, and breathing, man. That's what we've been doing for the past uh, couple months now at this point. But it's going really well. Yeah, yeah I, I kind of good. I kind of feel bad as I haven't talked to you lately, but I, Crystal stays in touch with Mark, so I'm like, you you got your hands full, and you don't need me blowing you up too. So. Oh yeah, it's it has been a, a handful trying to keep everything straight and uh, make all the phone calls, answer all the phone calls, and uh, it, it's it's but it's been super fun. I, I I really have enjoyed it, really have. Yeah, we've had so much fun working together on this thing. Yeah. You know, the cool thing about it is that we've talked about this before, just about the family. You know what I mean? Jackie's family goes back to the late sixties. I remember his grandfather out there, and my d- dad was out there, way you know fifty five oh, yeah. and on, and so. We've had some like you know crazy moments sitting around talking about if they could only see us now, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they probably won't know what y'all were up to. Why in the world? <laughs> yeah. No, they they would know. Yeah, they know. We were talking about that the other night. They know. They do, and uh, they're pulling for us, and uh, they're helping us get there too. And uh, but basically, I don't know, we, Jackie. You go ahead and tell them where, where, kind of where we're at. You know. Yeah, yeah. We're uh, we're really super close. Um, we're three quarters of the way there. Um, so now we're down to, it's, uh, um, you know, going to happen. It, it was, you know, we're, we're shooting for the end of the month. Uh, um, so it, it's, we're going to make it happen. It's, it's, it's that close. So ever, you know, everybody's been jumping on board, helping us. We've got uh, a ton of help. Um, uh, once the season starts and once the gates open. So and that's, so, you know, and that's the hardest part of the racing you know, is your purse, your insurance, your, your, your power. Um, so that's covered, you know, right out the gate. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's the, you know, that's whatever track promoter worries about every week. So we, you know, our worry is to get open the gate and then, then, um, take care of the fans and drivers then. And that's our only worry after that. And we're almost there at the point where we're opening yeah. the gate. It, it's almost there, like three quarters of the way there, maybe even a little bit more than three quarters. Yeah. we got a couple little plans up our sleeve that we're going to be announcing soon that uh, hopefully will get us over the top. But once yeah. again, anybody listening to this who's, a, you know, 
wants to sponsor or be a partner, we still 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 got room for you on this ship because it's about to sail. You know, yeah. it's like that's one thing is interesting that uh, I've been saying the ship sail thing a lot because a lot of people don't want to get on a ship. It's not they they don't know whether it's going to sail or not. But what, I guess the biggest update that we're having right here for you right now is that we've stopped saying if and now we're saying when. So that's yeah. a big. That's a big turnaround because we didn't want to mislead anybody. And, you know, I don't want to jinx it because, you know, it could be uh, anything could change. But we're we're the past day or two, the past few days, especially since Anderson. Anderson's been so cool to let us go out there. And uh, two weeks in a row, we went out to Anderson and and did stuff. And this past week at the um, Southeast Super Trucks thing, they were we were like the kings of the of the track. You know, they were announcing us the whole night. We were. Jackie had his cool truck out there with our logos on it. And uh, we, you know, everybody was buying T-shirts that we came up with. And it was amazing. And the support that we got from the fans and the drivers yeah. and the Speedway, of course, too, with with uh, with those guys at Anderson Speedway. And it it's pretty amazing. And at, pretty much since then, it's been win, not if, you know. So That's good. I know, I know Sylvia and Jeff Myers with the, yeah. with the Super Truck. They're all awesome people. And, mm-hmm. and I know Sylvia would like to. She can't hold everything down there. You know what I mean? Her being the only upstate track right now operating. Yeah. She couldn't hold all of the cars and if Grimble were not to open or whatever. So they've been awesome. so great. And yeah. it's so yeah. it's so amazing to have somebody nearby that, you know, I guess I guess there's points in history where that would be your main competitor or something, but we don't feel any of that kind of thing. Right now it's just they it's like solidarity, you know, because it yeah. could easily happen to any track, and everybody knows it. Absolutely. And so uh, we're just we're pulling for the one that's hopefully not going to go under. And that, that, but you know, as you know, they they go under all the time. But yeah. we are not going to let this go without a fight. And we we're saying when, not if. And hopefully by the end of May. Yeah, that's good to hear. I got two boys here that are dying to go race a car, <laughs> and they want to drive two and a half hours away to race and. I don't blame them. I mean, it's it's in their blood, and they want to do it. But man, I want to race right here in our backyard. Yeah, and yes. we can't stress enough that that uh, if you want to be a part of this in any way, whether you're a driver, whether you're listening to this and you're a driver, or you're thinking about sponsoring, or you want to come and help run a racetrack, we kind of got all the yeah. every, anything's available at this point. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and just the idea it's 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 been a, it's been stressful, and it's been you know we've had our ups and downs, but it's been a lot of fun, you know. Yeah. And so uh, we're excited about it. We can't wait to get racing. That's awesome to hear. I'm ready. I'm ready to see the lights on. I'm gonna tell you what it's uh, it's crazy not being at Greenville Pickens on Saturday yeah. night because that's what I've done all my life. And <laughs> in these past few Saturdays that haven't been out there, and I know Dale here he he's ready to. I'm have ready. A, he's ready to be there, and yeah. you know, having a word of prayer with us, and just man, it's. It's sickening that we're not there oh, yet, but yes. I, I appreciate everything you guys are doing. Oh yes, sir. Yes, sir. We we trying our best. We we working on everything, and and everybody says the same thing. There's so much support. Everybody. I, I, I yesterday I talked to Jack Manelli with the Cars Tour, and he uh he was like, man, we we don't need another racetrack closed down. He and he he said, you know, you know, you you get it worked out. We we can work something out. And um he said, and my word is is you know solid. He said, just call me. So. That's a huge plus right there. You know, the Cars Tour is oh, awesome. God, yeah. It would be killer to have the Cars Tour show up this year. And I think people are starting to realize the reality of it. That I've, I've had so many people messaging, that strangers messaging. Someone messaged today from Myrtle Beach. They said, I've, oh, yeah. 
I've never been to Greenville Pickens, but I, I read about this today, and I don't I don't want to see this happen to another track, you know. And so they were going to buy some shirts and do some donations and stuff. And I said, we need people like that that just not only care about Greenville Pickens and the local community here, but just just stop this from happening, you know, get the local tracks back on back on track, if you want yeah. to say it like that. And we really appreciate you guys too, Steve and Crystal and Hunter. Hunter designed the logo and Dale and all you guys have uh, had us in here, you know, pumping it up, and we appreciate that. And, and like I say, anybody that wants to get on board in any way, now's the time to now's the time to do it because uh, it's 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 going to happen, you know. Absolutely. And Jackie Crystal was just asking me, um, do you want to? I think you've given your information out here, contact oh, information yeah. before, if you want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anybody wanting to to, to jump on board, feel free to message me. Um, or you can send a message on my Facebook or uh, the. Uh, Save Our Speedway, Legendary Greenville Pickens Speedway page, uh, or you can give me a call, uh, 864-350-2644. That's my, my cell phone number, and I have it all the time. Um, even when I'm asleep, I, I, that's my alarm. So, yeah, you can call anytime. It doesn't matter if you're in California. I'm, you can wake me up. I'm, I'll uh, answer it, and we'll, we'll work something out. Oh, yeah, that is important. Uh, the Our Facebook page is called Save Our Speedway the legendary Greenville Pickens Speedway. And that's that's where you go for all the latest information and the official word on everything. Well, that's awesome to hear. And I want to challenge our local fan base and racers. Um, I'm here. I'm sitting here right now saying the Guthrie family is going to donate $1,000. Thank you, uh, Steve. Oh, I yeah. Want, that's, appreciate that. Yeah. I, want, that's awesome. I want these racers, you know, I know, say what you want to say. I mean – Give twenty, give five, whatever. But um, I want to challenge all these guys to step it up and give a thousand dollars, and let's get this place open. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know any any amount counts for something, but you know, what interesting that that's that so cool, you Steve. Yeah. That's so cool, your family, and uh, and 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 one of the interesting things is we're we've been sort of. It, there's an interesting thing. I'm not trying to make promises that we can't keep, but I've t- been telling Jackie if somebody gets on board now. We've been telling, you know, people give like a certain amount. We can talk to Jackie about however much. It's just like we're going to have a program every week, of course, that, that, that comes out with, with ads in it. And the ads cost a decent amount to have them in every week. But we've been telling people, if you get on board now, you got what, you got an ad every yeah, week. Am, you yeah. know? So, I mean, you know, I don't want to throw random numbers out, but somebody gives us $500, they wind up, might wind up with $5,000 worth of ads. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And because we're willing to – at this point, we're, we're going to crack down later, you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But at this point, when if you get on board, we're going to take care of you. We're not going to forget that you helped us. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. And that wasn't a, a brownie point for the tech <laughs> shed either. That was <laughs> that was strictly yeah. from, from the love for the love of the racetrack. Yeah. Oh, and just in case anybody hasn't been keeping up with uh, what's been going on, and this might be the first you're hearing of it, um, People might be wondering, well, what are they going to do with all this money if they don't open the track? Well, all money that we raise is going to the Shriners Hospital for children if the track doesn't open. We've stopped saying that, though, because yeah, it's going to. It's going but to open. It's yeah. going to open, and we don't want to scare off sponsors because if, if someone comes in with a couple grand, they can. Well, Jackie's making deals with them that, that they can get their money back if the track doesn't open. You know, So all the donations go to the Shriners Hospital, but if you come in as a sponsor, you can say, hey uh, – you know, give give five thousand dollars, but 
you know, can can I get it back if you don't open? And so Jackie's been working that kind of thing out with people. Yeah. So, but we're not keeping any of it at the yeah. end of the day. That's, you mean uh, we're not going to have a big party? Not a big party. <laughs> and, yeah, and at the end of the day, that's what I was saying at the end of the night on Anderson. It's like, Jackie, let's go hit the town now. You know, we raised a lot of money out there. Yeah. It, was awesome. it was awesome. It was great, yeah. yeah. Man, Anderson's got, they've got such an awesome fan base. And, yeah. And, all around I yeah mean, just, it was amazing yeah yeah and to, to add in there what mark was saying about the the shriners there um it's, it's still a win for them so we're gonna get it open and we'll have a shrine race so they still they still gonna um they still love it you know they're we're still gonna support them the so, shriners hospital is coming out good yeah. either way yeah yeah point. so either either way it's a win for the the shriners the kids that's that's their main part there yeah and guys that are racing um Everybody knows how important that shrine race win yeah. was. Oh so, yeah. Um, yeah, let's let's get this track open and have a shrine race too, because uh, 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 2023 shrine race trophy would be killer to have. That was in, yes. so cool in the right. trophy case, because you don't ever know. I mean, you know, we gotta yeah. Yeah, and I now I'm glad you said that, Steve. That again brings up something I've been working on. I'm gonna go ahead and let it kind of get out. Uh, just a couple of people know it, and I and I haven't even mentioned it to Mark yet. Um, but uh, I had a sponsor um, to just to try and give our, our champions and our divisions like the old style Winston cup trophy, you know, the big, big style. Yeah. There's a, there's a company that, that does the replicas of them. And so our champions will get, uh, you know, the Winston cup style, big trophy. And I, I'll try and get a picture of it and send it to you. We that can put is, it out there, but that is cool. That is yeah. Killer. That'd be, you know, that'd that's be awesome. I'm getting an update here. Yeah. Here yeah. And, and I've been, we've been working on that for a little bit, going out and back with him and, uh, mid March been working to, to get some sponsor list out for everybody. And, um, he's, uh, he's wanting to do that. Cause that's, and I thought that was a great idea. I was like, man, I, I wish I could win one, you know? Oh yeah. God, that's cool. That, yeah. well, that would be, you better step it up this year, boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd like to start me personally. I'd like to start calling companies out. Hey man, let's get, yeah, yeah. make it happen. But I, I won't do that, but I know plenty of people. Do it if you want to, cause we're anybody that's listened to that's one interesting point. If anybody's listened to this and you say, oh, my cousin or my neighbor or this guy I know, I bet he'd sponsor him, call him up right now. Yeah, yeah, Tell him, yeah. get in touch with Jackie because we're, we're, uh, we can't, we're, we're, we're literally, it's a couple of days, we're just riding up and down the road. Like, yeah. <laughs> no yeah. kidding. We went to eat lunch and then we're riding up down the road. That'd be a good place to sponsor. That'd be a good place yeah. to sponsor. So it's down to that, you know. So, well, I think of a longtime sponsor of mine, BB Pools. Um, I'm, I'm gonna have to hit Jerry up and yeah, see yeah. if I can get him to contribute because, like I say, he's a, he was a longtime supporter of me and my family, and it'd be cool to have him a billboard out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you got some tips, anybody yeah. listened to this and said, "Oh, you know, you want to promote anything," or if you know anybody, just call Jackie. Yeah, yeah. And we're we're we've been telling every sponsor we talk to. You know, we're not just gonna put you on the billboard or on a sign and and then and then mention you. You feel free to uh, get some tickets and. And bring a booth set up, be a table, and you know, bring you bring stuff set up, fill the place up with, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah aver- you know, yeah. Get- that's another thing we want, and also it makes it, it it's it's there's going to be stuff going on out there. It's not going to be Deadsville, you know what I yeah, mean? It's, oh, yeah, it's going to be, you know, the concession stands are going to be open. I heard they haven't been lately, and yeah. everything's going to be clean, and we're going to, you know, there'll be maybe we'll have some bands playing one night. You know, we're going to make it oh, yeah. a family fun experience, and and also run it the way. You know, our, our my dad and his granddad and everybody ran it back in the day. You know, like it's for the fans. You know, I'm getting excited. Let's go start working on some race cars. See, yeah, get going, <laughs> crank it up. We should have them done by now, but 
the one guy around here is real slow at doing body work. <laughs> <laughs> Better get going because yeah. we might have something, a little announcement coming up soon that uh, y'all might have to have to get yeah. real quick. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, you call, we'll have them there. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for coming on and thank giving you. us. And uh, man, I like the trophy deal. That's that's yeah, uh, that- <laughs> that's just cool. Because God knows, I thought that. I always pictured Ellen Hart hugging oh, that yeah, Wednesday Cup champion. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think his his, his last ninety four. Always, uh, you know, I think I shared a picture of it the other day on his birthday, and it was he was hugging that Winston Trophy. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's going to be an exact replica of it. Uh, you know, I just say you know Greenville Pickens, you know, late mall champion, street stock, uh, pure stock champion. They'll all look identical to the same. It won't be in the little you know, the tier coming down to smaller. They'll you know the champions. All of them will be that trophy. That's pretty cool to hear. Yeah, good to hear. Well, that leads us into uh, I got to do my this week's sponsor spotlight. Uh, Ken's grading. He uh, he doesn't contribute money wise, but he contributes uh, this facility to uh, do our podcast out of. It's my dad. Uh, it's our family business. We dig swimming pools. Um, I'd like to thank him. Give him a shout out for for helping us each week. Uh, have the lights on and uh, the power to to do this little podcast so uh thanks dad and um if you uh need any small grading needs or um uh in the market for an in-ground swimming pool give give two assholes in a backhoe uh, <laughs> give uh give them a call and uh or, or us a call yep. and uh we'll put you in the right direction and get you a swimming pool in your backyard uh Thanks again for for dad for his help and uh, you got to pick them over everybody else oh, just because yeah. of the cool name. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, the backhoes are awesome. That's what I learned to drive on is a backhoe. So that's uh, oh yeah, you can't beat that. Absolutely not. But um, like to thank the folks over at Jeans Alternator Starter for uh, for uh, featuring the sponsor spotlight each week and uh, like to thank everyone that helps us. So we we greatly appreciate it and um, we hope we're gonna have some some pretty awesome guests coming up. Uh, I say we hope. We are going to have some pretty awesome guests, uh, area racers. So uh, thank you all for listening to a Checker Pass podcast. <laughs>